Good day, everyone. This is Dario Archer, and welcome to the Natural Choice Network, a local platform and meeting place where sustainable living comes live. Naturalchoice.net and the Natural Choice Network web companion guide have many great ways for a conscious community to connect, to stay up to date on green resources, natural health, natural food, and merit. And you can also stay connected right here with me the first and second Tuesdays at half past noon on Alternative Talk 1150. With all the changes and crisis that we've had recently, many people I've spoken with talk about their changes of behavior, feeling out of control, anxious from being confined. But what about our pets, our furry companions who wait for us with unconditional love? Have you noticed changes? We're not our self. We're not going for walks as we used to, nor can they get close to their other dog friends. So what effect does that have on our pets? In researching, I came across an article on helping pets with anxiety by Dr. Darla Ruers, containing some of the best information on helping pets with anxiety. Dr. Ruers is joining me today is a doctor of veterinary medicine from the University of Florida's College of Veterinary Medicine, also certified in veterinary acupuncture with degrees in biology and a minor in Spanish. She is also under the Ancient Arts Holistic Veterinary Services and Ancient Arts Healing Gallery in Fremont. We're pleased to have with us Dr. Darla who can answer some of these questions that we have. Welcome. Thank you, Darielle. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So how does our behavior affect our pets? Well, not only body language, but also our stress hormones or even good feel-good hormones definitely get picked up on by our pets. So they can smell when we're stressed. It makes them more anxious. But if we can stay calm and kind of connect with them through our hearts and uh, let that oxytocin flow, that, that surge of good hormones that you get when, when you're gazing at a loved one, then they get that too, actually. So they'll definitely mirror how we are being behavior-wise. I see. So what are some of the signs that um, that we should be you know, looking our red flags for our for our pets. I know, you know, like they always say, it's like, you know, dying, diarrhea or vomiting or something like that. But what are some of the other behaviors we need to be on the lookout for? A lot of panting or increased vocalization. So crying or whimpering or too much barking. Um, dogs will yawn and shake a lot to try and clear stress. Um, they may be more restless and have difficulty like settling down to have a nice nap like they normally would. So th those are definitely some signs that you might want to watch for. And so would cats exhibit um, similar stress behaviors? They certainly can. You might see them pacing more or yowling or crying more, wanting to either hide or have more closeness. Um, 
just trying to show you that they need something. They're unsettled. Like being becoming little Klingons, you know, they just won't, they're like another appendage. They're just right there with you. Would that be one of those signs you're talking about? Certainly can. And some of them are just the opposite though. They're like, give me some space. Let me go find a <laughs> quiet place. I can go lay down or under the bed or a closet or something. So, you know, you may have one end of the spectrum or the other. And so just watch for anything that seems unusual for them so that you can make sure that they're getting enough of what they need, whether it's more pets and cuddles, more walks or playtime and stimulation or more quiet time. I see. Well, what about birds? What should we be looking for if you're uh, on a bird? Oh, they get destructive when they're stressed. Um, and it could be, you know, parts of their cage, or if they have access outside of their cage, they like to chew up curtains and, <laughs> uh, lampshades <laughs> and the, uh, worst case scenario, they start pulling their own feathers out and that gets, that can get very bad very quickly. So, uh, you might see them just being restless or also increasing their vocalization as well screeching or yeah you don't want them to get to the point that they're pulling their feathers because that can be a tricky habit to break i see so if if uh, an owner came across like their their dog is heavily panting or they're showing you know destructive behaviors in that what's one of the ways that we could help them in that moment decompress yeah, I like to do a little grounding exercise, and this should be linked on our website as well, ancientartsvet.com. But if you think of uh, like one of the huge cedar trees that we have here in the Northwest, and think about how strong and sturdy they are, even in the toughest, strongest wind, and think about how those roots really keep them anchored into the earth. And if you imagine that you have roots coming from your own hips and imagine them sinking into the ground and really keeping you connected to the earth, that's a really good way of letting all the excess stuff, worry and uh, just too much going on in your mind, really kind of drain out through your feet. And I like to do this even if it's just, you know, silently in your mind's eye, but you can kind of project that for your pet too. And it, it really does help them also to ground stuff out. I like to um, put your hand over their lower back, their sacrum, because uh -huh. there's a very, very powerful acupuncture point there that really helps everything in the body. And it also is just kind of a centering point then to facilitate that guided meditation and if the pet doesn't want to be touched, you actually don't have to touch them. But having that intention of, of the focus near that sacrum, that really does help them ground as well as it does for us. So in that, in that meditation, and we're lowering our cortisols, our pheromones are changing. I assume our smell is changing and it's coming back to a more like feel good thing that in that moment we're calming ourselves, but we're also... Um, relaying that to our pet and, and with that hand on or off their back with the intention will also be communicated to them. Yes, yes. And, you know, when we can 
get ourselves out of the fight or flight or freeze mode, you know, then we can go back into the rest, restore, repair, digest mode. And so that's when the the feel good brain chemicals come out like serotonin and dopamine and it reduces our cortisol and it, it really helps our immune systems too. For some people right now, it's, it's just really hard to kind of break these, these panic um, modes that we're, we're in. And so I, one of the best ways I've found besides this little meditation is singing. And Mm -hmm. there's, there's a really common phenomenon that uh, happens in animals as well as people where parts of our sympathetic nervous system or, you know, fight or flight mode just really get stuck in the on position. And there's these incredibly complicated exercises that you can try to do to, to uh, reset that vagus nerve. But the easiest way I found is by singing Really? Yeah. And the pets love when you sing, even if you don't think you have a nice voice, (laughs) just have fun with it. They love when you make up silly songs. They love when you include their name in it and just really try and be playful because that really helps adjust all the stress levels too. And play is so important, not just for little, little children, but for big children and animals of all ages too. So is that that variation in our voice, or or just that 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 happy feeling in those sounds that we're um, releasing, that is communicated them in a way that just um, they start jumping around and and are happy again. Is that right? Yeah, you know the actual act when we're singing by stretching our necks and our our throat. That's how you change. Uh, which parts of the the vagal nerve are on fire, so to speak. So that's what helps you get out of stress mode. But the animals too, they, they, you know, they play off of our energy. And if we can shift, you know, they read our intentions instantaneously. Like they don't even have to be in the same room with you, really. They just know. And so if you can project more humor, uh, you know, I know it's hard to not take things really seriously right now, but you know, when you're in the safety of your own home with your own loved ones, that's the safest place to, to be vulnerable with, with play, you know, playfulness and trying to feel joy. Right. Like hide and seek with, with the dog and the kids and, and that, that where we run around and what if we like hide their foods or treats? Would that be a way to like stimulate or, or help them, uh, engage a different part of their um, uh, their mind in that and help them de-stress? Absolutely, yeah. Playing hide-and-seek or hiding treats, doing even just the basics of retraining, you know, sit, stay, down, all the basics. But you can do fun ones too, high-five and wave, and um, you can do little puzzles for their meals so that it tires them out mentally uh, so that that helps them de-stress. You know, they need physical as well as mental exercise and, you know, just different ways of having them be able to find their food, uh, different shapes of containers that you have it in. All those things can be a nice way to de-stress. 
Oh, that's that's really important. And it's like, so the the more relaxed we are, the more relaxed probably the kids are too and the and the animals. So it's like this circular um, thing that gets going then. Absolutely. Yep. We're all in this together, you know, we're all in this together. So is, um, are there any, like, is there like a, a massage? You, you talked about that one point. Um, is there like just stroking your, your animals, petting them on the head or their favorite places? Would that help them? Or like maybe having like, um, showing our kids how to do that when they, you know, see the dog or the cat, um, kind of anxious. Yes. Kind so, of make it a family thing. Absolutely. You know, people like to pet the tops of dogs' heads, and that's actually not their favorite place. It can be seen as a little bit threatening for a lot of dogs. Most of them tolerate it for us, but it's actually a lot more relaxing if you come underneath their their face, so their neck or <laughs> um, even their chest and between their front legs, like their armpits. That's actually a very calming place. <laughs> <laughs> the cats like it too. It seems odd, but um, yeah, that chest and the neck, cheeks, cheek rubs, especially very slow, the super calming. And on the, on the kitties in particular, you know, they have all those scent glands there. So you get all their pheromones released and that helps them zone out and get mellow. And then behind the ears, there's really calming points that you can work on. Uh, so those are all really useful. So not just the top of the head, unless, you know, someone really likes that. <laughs> okay, well, that's really good. Well, we're going to be right back. Imagine peak health for your pets. Crown Hill Pet Supplies hassle-free program is guaranteed to work. Peak health is easy to incorporate into your lifestyle. It begins with three simple ingredients, wholesome natural food, digestive enzymes, and fish oil. You'll love the results you see, and your pet will love you for it. Give it a try today. Crown Hill Pet Supply is your natural pet care oasis. Visit our Seattle store. Call 206-783-9570 or go to naturalchoice.net. Keyword search Crown Hill. We have special offers for Natural Choice Directory supporters. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. Hi, I'm Aubrey from drumbeats.com, and you're listening to Natural Choice Network on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. We're back with Dr. Rewers here, helping us understand how to help our pets uh, with anxiety and especially being more confined. And we were talking about the different ways, like stroking them underneath their neck or their armpits or ways to take them out of that constant stimulation. But is there some other, um, do you teach any classes like on pet massage? We do. We actually, every holistic exam appointment that we do, we, we show the uh, pet guardian some really basic acupuncture and acupressure points that they can work on that are uh, specific to what their pet has going on, but we also do teach full-on massage classes. There should be a, a link coming up soon on our website with a tutorial as well. Great. Yeah, your your show and all of this will be uh, linked at the end of the show and the article that um, you gave us on pets and anxiety, that will all be archived in and going with um, the show today. And there's some other ways that we can help um our pets by it's like that stimulation you talked about 
for it's like every five minutes is like equal to what 15 minutes or a half hour of like human time doing something you said it tires them out quickly yeah if you can do like 10 minutes of mental exercise for your pet that will tire them out as much as an hour of physical exercise and and they do need both but you know we work with what we're able to right now right uh if you're able to leave the house for uh very much you know then doing the the mental games is a really good way to to help them get tired out that's great so are you doing any anything online where um like uh showing some of uh what we've talked about today um online classes so mm-hmm. that people could look yes. at that yes. watch it. there is um the grounding exercise is recorded as a guided meditation and that link should be on our website as well as the massage tutorial coming up. I'll also be hosting, um, or I'll be a guest rather, uh, for another, uh, zoom, um, conference this Friday. I don't have the exact link yet, but I can try and, uh, put that out there. So if people are interested, they can, come come watch some more okay and i want to ask that we've talked about some of the the symptoms of stress and whatnot but what about what contributes to uh an animal's um anxiety not just being confined but i mean just you know a lot of us live in the city and right now you know we're you know our neighborhoods are much more confined in that but what are some other things that raises the stress level in animals oh sure well there's there's a lot of things you know if there's an underlying condition like joint pain you know animals are by design gonna try and hide stuff as much as they can because most of them are just not complainers and they just want to go on doing what they need to do but little differences in their gait or their energy level can be big signs that there's some pain somewhere in the body and you know pain is kind of a loaded word so I say soreness or stiffness um, because that it makes more sense for a lot of people Um, but if there's other types of anxiety like separation anxiety or if they have noise phobias like some really can't stand hummingbird noises or the airplanes and some of that static electrical static that comes from having too many appliances on so <laughs> yeah depends yeah, on the hum mm-hmm. yep that hum yep so a lot of those things can be can contribute to their anxiety really getting uh amped up even further I see. So is it how important is for them to have their own space? Oh, it's very important. And, you know, even some of my colleagues have been cautioning with people staying at home so much more. You still need to keep a little bit of a routine because if they if your pet is like used to you being home all the time now when you do go back to work it it could really set them up for some really bad separation anxiety so i do like to try and give them some quiet space uh even you know most pets will try and adjust for that themselves but sometimes we are not very good about allowing that for them 
So we just need to be really conscientious about that, that they need rest and quiet also and not constantly being bombarded by us. Even if it's with love and kisses, they still need their quiet time. Okay. That sounds really good to know, you know, what to look for for stress and what we can do to contribute it. Cause we need our space. We say, Oh, I need space or I need some quiet time or I've got to go think. And it's nice to know that animals really need it as much as we do. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's really, that's really um, a powerful thing to about it. Well, we will be right back with some closing thoughts from Dr. Rewers. And after this short break, Catherine Larson at Inner Source Counseling has over 30 years experience providing mental health care. She believes that therapy is a personal journey. Her mission is to offer guidance to those who are dedicated to their personal healing. Sessions are conducted in an atmosphere of warmth, openness, and respect. Catherine works with children, adults, and couples to help them find the most effective path for healing. Start your healing today. Call 206-933-1710 or go to naturalchoice.net, keyword search, inner source counseling. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. This is Laura Harper, park ranger from the city of Bellevue Parks Department, and you're listening to the Natural Choice Network on Alternative Talk, 1150. Hi, we're back with Dr. Rowers on helping us with our pets and anxiety and gave some great techniques to help us lower our own stress levels. But what would you like to leave our listeners with today? Uh, I think I, I meant to tell you about, you know, one of the other symptoms you might see cats and dogs doing is overeating. And I'm sure okay. that none of us people ever do that, but <laughs> You know, sometimes when you're bored, you just eat more because you can. And that's, you know, the cats a lot of times will do that too if they have free access to their food. And definitely that's not going to go over very well if if they do too much of that because they may have more digestive upset or or become too plump. So just wanted to point that out. The other thing is just know that there are a lot of tools that are available if people need more help. Um, so acupuncture, herbs, Reiki, Reiki can even be done distantly. Those are all really helpful for stress management for your pets and for people actually too. Dealing with pet, if you come home and you know, you've, you've really realized that your animal is very lethargic what would you do? What would you tell a client to do right then? Well, see if they can, you know, rouse them the, the normal way. Like, do you want to go for a walk, you know, or rattling the food dish? And, you know, because that's generally going to get them up if, if nothing's actually the matter with them, if they're just resting or really worn out. If they're not responding normally, you know, then you probably need to take them in. You know, you have right. some uh, parameters there to use your judgment, but certainly check their color of their gums and see if their eyes are making any funny movements. And yeah, mostly just see if you can get them to, to rouse. Is this a time where you could do some of the singing or or you know, kind of doing the happy stuff and see what happens. Cause I imagine they get out of sorts just like we do. Yeah. Off days. Yep. You could do that. You could do the nice, nice petting of their neck and all that too. 
All right. So you said that there's some herbs. Is there anything at um, home or is there homeopathics or something that if we, you know, get to you that that would be safe for them? It depends what you have in your in your medicine cabinet. There's a lot of things that you can use. The some of the safer ones are going to be things like chamomile tea, lavender, but just you know, careful with essential oils because uh, they get very strong very easily. And especially with the kitties, you don't ever want to use anything directly on them, and you want them to again be able to get move away from something if they don't like it. Um, okay. Catnip is actually a really good nerve tonic. And a lot of times the dogs and the, the birds love it too. Uh, it can be a good um, way to move the pipes, so to speak. So uh, just careful on how much you let them eat if you have dried catnip. Um, yeah, because it can definitely go right right through somebody if they eat too much of it. So, but yeah, most people would have those things. There's a lot of lemon balm growing around the neighborhoods right now. And that's a very calming uh, herb to just crushing one of the leaves and, and having that nice uh, lemony type of aroma, just having some of those leaves around in the house can actually do some really good wonders for, for the nerves. For, for people and pets. So what, um, so how can our listeners get a hold of you? Our website is ancientartsvet.com or our phone number is 206-547-1025. We have a ton of information on the website, a lot of articles, a lot of resources, uh, everything from the articles about the anxiety to assessing quality of life to uh, the different modalities that we do and all sorts of common issues that your pet may have or have had. And if you're looking for to read more. We have lots for you to read on our website. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. Well, and you can also do a keyword search for Dr. For Dr. Darla Ruers and PetAnxietyNaturalChoice.net to find her contact information along with an archive of today's show. We'll also find hundreds of other great resources and valuable information to help you make the best choices for you, your family, your community. So be sure to check it out. Thank you again for joining me today, Dr. Roars. Thank you big, so much for having me. Big thanks to our listeners for choosing to join us too. As you know, our choices create our experiences and collectively our experiences create our community. So online, on print, or on air, thank you for making the natural choice.